On this episode of Comedy Rewind, does Ace Ventura Pet Detective give us Jim Carrey at his peak? Is there anyone else on Earth that could play this role? And how much does the final twist ruin its rewatchability? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. 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 Push Rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What is going on, guys? Welcome to Comedy Rewind. We are powered by Audio Technica as we rewatch the great comedies of the 1990s. I'm your host, John O'Peck, and joining me, for some reason, singing through their butts, we've got a couple of NPCs, Andrew Clayton and Alex hey. Blue Shift. <laughs> hey, Hello, it's good to be here. <laughs> How's it going, John? Uh, yeah. Do you have a mint? <laughs> Perhaps some Panaka? <laughs> we can't get into quoting this movie already. It's been like <laughs> 10 seconds, and I just can see... That there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about a couple of NPCs. Tell us who you are, what you do, for people who might not know. Um, so a couple of NPCs. It's just myself and Alex, uh, two best pals from high school, and we just play games and talk all the time. Uh, we have a podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, we did stream for a bit, but I'm having a baby, so uh, stream time is is dwindling. It's over. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we do a lot of YouTube stuff, we play games, we got, like, uh, reviews, uh, I call them instant reviews, it's like, in the time it takes you to cook instant noodles, you can figure out what's, if a game's good or not, um, yeah, we have a, a Discord, you're welcome to jump in, but we're just a couple of silly guys playing silly games, being silly. Mm. And I feel like watching, like, your Instagram videos that you put up to, like, promote the streams, there's a lot of actual influence from Love. Ace Ventura what? and that that kind of Jim Carrey style so yeah. you're on the right podcast aren't you uh this movie like Ace Ventura was such a huge a huge part of me kind of blossoming into the comedic flower that I am as as the third party observer in this situation knowing <laughs> having known Andrew f- literally since high school when it was a, a young lad of 15 <laughs> I can in re-watching this movie recently I can genuinely say this was the origin of Andrew, right here. I didn't exist before. <laughs> like Ace Ventura yeah, yeah. was the origin. That was his origin story. He is a young Ace. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, the first two initial uh, Ace is AC. Uh, Ace, yeah. <gasps> Your wow. initials. Yeah. Son go. of a. B- Mind blown. Mind blown. Yep. For me, this was a pretty big part of my childhood and discovery of of humor and. Uh, it's, it's weird going back to watch something that was really central as, as a kid. What was it like for you guys to, to kind of go back and watch this one? Um, I've seen this movie so many times that it was just another another viewing. I was <laughs> like, I could probably not watch it and still quote all the movie, but I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to... I think you do. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, I spent my whole high school quoting this movie. I specifically remember there was this, um, this, this girl in my uh, PE class... And she would sit with me and we would just like quote Ace Ventura for the whole <laughs> class. It was great. You must have been popular. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I quoted a lot. Like both movies predominantly. Um, but mm. my, I, I personally like the first one the, be- yeah. the best. Yeah, it's pretty great. What about you, Alex? So here's the thing. Like for some reason, I had a copy of the, the second movie on VHS growing up. So the second movie was one that I watched repeatedly and can quote like like nobody's business. But um, going back and watching the first one, because I think I've only ever actually seen that like maybe two times as a kid. Blasphemy! Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
I thought you guys lived together at one stage. My my room was secluded. Okay. <laughs> I was practicing my mantra. so like going back and watching that movie it was good it's it felt good it felt right i mean i'll go back i'll go into it a little bit deeper later but yeah it took you back yeah it did it took me back that's cool so let's go over i guess our early impressions of this like what was your experience do you remember the first time you saw it do you remember what you thought of it like what has been your experience growing up with this so i don't specifically remember watching it for the first time because I've seen it so many times that it's just this beautiful amalgamation of like I, I view it as like a time skip of me on the couch in different places <laughs> in, in my life and you're just growing up yeah um <laughs> but to me this was the first movie that um really introduced me to Jim Carrey any style of comedy and like yeah. it, it really resonated with me like I just everything he did his mannerisms um, like all the quotes, the silliness, the style of humor, it all just, I was like, this is my jam. And mm. it's, it's, I watched it today and I was just like, still great. I was just like sitting there, <laughs> laugh mask off, quoting it. It was just, um, my, uh, my girlfriend's probably annoyed at me cause she's probably just like, shut the fuck up. I want to watch the movie, but you know, <laughs> here's the thing. Did it, when you were watching it, did you like discover quotes that you had forgotten from time Ooh. or do you just like remember all of them? I think there was one or two when you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start using that on the day to day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, oh, I swear there was one or two. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, I definitely yeah. rediscovered a few great one-liners that we'll get into a bit later. But I'm similar. <laughs> like for me, it was very much like peak Jim Carrey and getting into him and <laughs> like, when, like I'm, I feel like every kid discovered Jim Carrey at some point, whether it was at the movies or on VHS at Blockbuster or even on DVD later. And it was just something to dive into at that mm. point. Because unless you were going to the movies in 1994, which I don't know about you guys, I wasn't quite old enough. <laughs> you had, you had like, I was seven. And if you went a bit later, you had like all these movies, Dumb and Dumber and the two Ace Ventura movies, The Mask, to just like dive in and like binge watch. And it might be like successive weekends that you just rotate between them. And for me, I remember specifically the year that uh, the second Ace Ventura came out. So it was only a year later, seeing the huge poster at the cinema. And it's that iconic image of him like water skiing on the crocodiles. Yeah, yeah. And thinking like, that looks fun. Uh, Yeah. I still wasn't old enough to go see it. But it was only a year or two later, I guess, that I did see it. And it was the second one that I watched first for some reason. And then went back and saw the first one. And I think I initially preferred the second because it's a, probably a little bit more silly, which now makes the first one hold up a bit better, I think. Yeah. I noticed that as well. I probably need to re-watch When Nature Calls just to know for sure. But Oh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. When I watched the first one, like, not so long ago, um, it really put the second movie in perspective because that's what I had the most vivid memories of. Mm. And I feel like the first movie had such a... It was like a more serious plotline. Or at least it was like handled with yeah, a little. It wasn't as it wasn't as fantastical as yeah. Like, there's it's a it feels weird to say this about an Ace Ventura movie because it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I guess the second one dials it up to like a thousand degrees, you know. Yeah, it was, I was gonna say dial it, like dial it to eleven, but I feel like that's where they started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dial it to 12, 12 and a half, maybe. 
<laughs> Do you know that um a lot of his mannerisms, like he actually modeled them after how birds, like his walk specifically yeah. <laughs> after like birds. The way he would like turn his head and it's like, you know, a budgie or something, the way their head just yeah, like, yeah. moves on a swivel. Yeah. Fantastic. I heard that they actually gave uh, Jim Carrey a lot of creative freedom with the script as well for Ace Ventura. And they actually yeah. improv a lot on set. Mm. So I've got some, some background on this. Like the film was directed by a guy called Tom Shadyak who wrote the screenplay with Jack Bernstein and Jim Carrey. So they allowed him to improvise and add catchphrases that Jim Carrey thought was funny. And if mm. you go back and watch some of Jim Carrey's early stand-up, there's a lot of these like old righty then and like these words and catchphrases from the movie that he would either use in his stand-up or he might have used them on uh, the sketch show that he was part of in Living Colour with the Wayans brothers. So there's all these kind of things that he's picked up along the way and culminated them in this in this film, which I would say is peak Jim Carrey. It, like, we yeah, can probably yeah. just talk about him for a bit. And, you know, we've seen what he's done since then, but this is a movie that was written f- with him in mind, I suppose, or like rewritten with him in mind. And it's just no one else could... Like, literally no one else could play this character. I was thinking about that today. I was like, if if they had to get, like, to redo it, I'm just like... I, I have no idea. Like, there's nobody that comes to mind that could that could do this movie. I yeah. don't know and who would And if they did, they would just be doing an impersonation of him. Because it's just... It's just yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. There's no point. You might as well just do a different movie. This yeah. is this is getting a little off topic, but I feel like it's the same thing with um, uh, Robin Williams from the Aladdin movie, the animated one. I right. think that was also a role that was written specifically yeah. for him. Yeah, they like based Genie off his appearance in some ways and they they pitched it to him with his stand-up matching some of the animation. So it was definitely with him in mind. But it, yeah, yeah it, it shows you, I think, like this is really Jim Carrey at his most full-on as basically a walking cartoon character. And yeah. I know that the, the mask is almost literally a cartoon character, but... In that movie, you at least get a break from those antics because he's playing... Stanley Ipkiss. Yeah, Stanley Ipkiss, a normal person that turns into the mask. But as Ace, it's like from start to finish, (laughs) he's just a cartoon character. He's always being facetious or sarcastic, even when he's, you know, trying to make a serious point. There's one moment where he's like sincere and it's after he's like making fun of Courtney Cox's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes in to apologize, but then she's had this phone call. Yeah. And it's, it's it's actually like... It really, like, something that I notice as an adult, like, oh, wait, he's actually being serious for a second, and it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's funny, because I actually watched The Mask recently as well, just because it was on Netflix, and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll watch that too. And I feel like that holds up pretty well too. Not 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 like Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura is something, something truly special, but, you know. That's something that we'll definitely get into, I guess, in terms of how this holds up because it's a style of humor that's so not really a thing anymore. Mm. Um, But yeah, we will get to that. So a bit of background (laughs) on the movie. Uh, We have a film that was 1994. It was Jim Carrey's, definitely his breakout film. It was made for just $15 million, which if you do the math means he didn't get paid $15 million for this. And uh, it was the success of this movie, which made $107 million, that let him kind of write his own checks for movies like Dumb and Dumber. The Mask did really well. He had those three movies coming out the same year, which we talked about in episode two of this podcast. And he was 
literally the biggest star in Hollywood that year. He had three number one movies and he kind of just came out of nowhere in that sense. So it's it's crazy to think back at this being the one that all kicked it off. Yeah, you know what's funny? I actually haven't watched Dumb and Dumber. Really? Uh, well, yeah, there's something no. wrong with you because... <laughs> I feel like you've, you've, you've sort of missed the boat on Dumb and Dumber because Dumb and Dumber's got yeah. that like typical Jim Carrey humor, humor that might not have aged that well if, you, if you're not watching with nostalgia. Yeah, I feel, like, I, um, uh, I feel like Andrew would appreciate it though, based I, on how much he loves Ace Ventura. Yeah, it's weird because I think I saw parts of the newest one. Yeah, they kind Ooh, of. That's a mistake. Y- yeah, yeah, and I was, no, I was just like, <laughs> uh, do yourself a favor, go and watch it. It's almost like you've preserved it. In, like Jim Carrey's been preserved for you to enjoy in the future. <laughs> it's like a bottle of like a, a bottle of whiskey that no one has drunk for thirty years, and you find it at the back of the cupboard or something like. I'm kind of envious that you haven't seen it, but or like I've I've got him, I've got his head in a little Futurama kind of yeah. like capsule. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on the kind of the note of Jim Carrey having a hand in this, I've got a quote here that I read from Judd Apatow just recently, who kind of toiled away in the '90s writing and rewriting and editing scripts, and he said Jim Carrey was so odd that there were no movies laying around that were perfect. For him and he created this incredible career by doing this revision on ace ventura and tailoring it for himself and i think a lot of other stars ended up doing the same kind of thing in the coming years uh adam sandler and people like that so it really i think is a significant movie from that perspective and um let's go a bit into the cast of this film we've talked about jim carrey we've got a young very young courtney cox what did you think of her performance in hindsight, knowing now how much of a huge star she's been from Friends, obviously, and, and TV shows since then? Well, it's it's good to see her play another character that has a name that starts with M and ends in A. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I thought she I thought she played the part really well. Like yeah. I, I had nothing against her. This was like I think this was at a point where she before she got too much work done, like plastic surgery right. and stuff. Okay. So yeah, like no, I, I think she was like quite beautiful in this movie. You know, she does and, a good performance too. Like it's hard to stand yeah, next to Jim yeah. Carrey <laughs> at yeah. the best of times, but when he's Ace Ventura, you kind of need someone that's completely straight and able to react to his shenanigans in a way that seems like normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty hard task. Yeah, yeah, no. In terms of contrast, I think they totally nailed it in that yeah. respect. Like she is, she does have that sort of like uh, I wouldn't say stoic demeanor, but she's definitely like at least level-headed. <laughs> yeah she she yeah. gets the balance right of like she's rolling her eyes at him but you can see she's also kind of charmed somehow yeah yeah same, no, that, that's same. probably the most confusing part yeah. <laughs> i don't know what's confusing about it i was i've been charmed for years <laughs> it's like the the way that they hook up is kind of like really like him yeah okay. <laughs> that's a bit of surprise i'm like oh that was quick <laughs> hey hey three times all right he's tired yeah. <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with me so we might do a bit of a round of what have you done for me lately. And with Jim Carrey, we know we've got the Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out in 2020. Ooh. It's going to be obviously an Oscar nomination for him <laughs> as Dr. Robotnik. I'm Look, I'm I'm reserving judgment until I yes. see it. Yeah. That's all we can look, do. That's all we can at, say. At the very least, it looks like Jim Carrey's taken that role. Just, just by promotional footage that we've seen so far, it looks like Jim Carrey's taken the role of Robotnik and made it his own. It's mm. not like a comic book version of Robotnik. It's like Jim Carrey as Robotnik. And I think yeah, that sort of cool. me, puts me at ease a little bit. Yeah. He's going to carry that movie. He's going to carry it. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
And uh, he's got another series of, uh, or another season of Kidding coming out. I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but no. that's quite interesting. He's playing like a kid's entertainer who uh, goes through like a bit of a, a family crisis. And uh, it's quite interesting. It's on Stan if you if you have that. I want Stan! To Stan! Sean Young playing uh, Einhorn in this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she had a really impressive career leading up to this movie. She was in Blade Runner. She was in a couple other big, like quite serious films. So this is probably a departure for her to play a, a comedic role. And she recently reprised that character in the the Blade Runner sequel just a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, no, is that yeah? That's the one with Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was garbage. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wasting my time? Should I not bother? It got pretty good reviews. It's all about it's it's relative, Alex. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you either. <laughs> I, I personally thought the second movie was really, really, really terrible. Did you watch the first one? No. Mm. The- <laughs> that might affect it. That might it affect yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Anyway, did you recognize uh, Detective or Lieutenant Einhorn in in that movie? No, I didn't. No, well, there no. you go. Courtney Cox. She's kind of done no big movies since Scream movies, which was there was I think three or four. And has she been doing a lot of TV stuff? Yeah, like, so like since Cougar? Friends, I guess she's mostly she's done Cougar Town. She's done appearances in different things. So I guess she's decided that's where she's happiest making those kinds of things i feel like she could have easily gone into film the way that jennifer aniston has yeah you know she was a pretty big star but too busy going out in the wild with bear grills that's it that's it uh tony loke or tone loke i'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his name he's like the rapper who's playing the cop in this movie emilio ace's friend he's done no movies for years (laughs) yeah but i just thought he deserves a shout out (laughs) (laughs) he's probably just upset that the cockroach has a big (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well no that's that's so that's uh john capadisi there who's uh definitely still working as, as a guado who's yeah, oh, uh, a guado that's right yeah yeah the, he's the not a rapper one. no <laughs> <laughs> well rotten tomatoes what do you guys think about the way this film was received when it came out do you think people liked it do you think people hated it it's weird because back in those days i never really paid attention to how other people perceived it. Like nowadays, because of social media and everything, I'm so aware of how the mm. world sees something. Um, a lot of the time you'll know, you kind of, you can see you know people enjoying. You see them, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Whereas this, uh, that, that was that was before all that. So I just watched it. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I assume it was well received for it to get a sequel and to catapult his career. But like, mm. I, I, I have no concept of how just <laughs> yeah, how I mean, much it, it obviously did well from the fact that it made so much money you know it was a huge hit the critics gave it uh kind of mixed reviews it, the rotten tomato score is 47 percent, which means you know about half of the audience uh, half of the critics didn't like it and I, I actually remember when i was probably 15 or 16 i used to work uh, at a newspaper just doing like some stuff at night like it's not worth explaining what i did like it's <laughs> work there and i remember one of the desks had like this book and it was like a book full of like basically a summarized movie review it was like an encyclopedia and being like a 15 16 year old kid i was like looking up my favorite movies looked up ace ventura <laughs> and like the lowest score that they would give a movie was what they called a turkey and they gave ace ventura a turkey and there's like a one paragraph review and i was like that, that kind of opened my eyes to oh people don't like 
these kinds of movies. Like critics don't like these kinds of movies. And I think it's a good example of something that, you know, the people that, that go in there expecting, you know, art might see this and, and think less of it. I've got a quote here from Entertainment Weekly that says, Carey suggests an escaped mental patient impersonating a game show host. And what's worse, his hyperbolically obnoxious stick is the whole damned show. What do you think of that? Hey, fool. <laughs> you all right? That's harsh. <laughs> it's so harsh. Yeah. Like, it's... Can a critic's review really like... I feel like it can't really sort of accurately represent your average Joe going in to watch the movie, like... Because their job is to... They're, they're going in there to pick it apart. Yeah, they, exactly. They're going in there to analyse, like, hyper-analyse mm. the movie, whereas, like, you know, your, your typical Joe Blow just wants to go in there and turn off his brain and have a good time. And yeah. I think for that purpose, for strictly entertainment purposes and, and comedy purposes, I think it does its job. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think when it comes to these things, you have to look at what the movie's attempting to do. So you can't rate like Alvin and the Chipmunks up against like the Big Lebowski, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's two different things and often, you know, a high school musical or something like, is it a good movie objectively? Probably not. Is it a good movie to take your like 12-year-old daughter to with a good message? I don't, I don't know because I haven't seen it for years, but I'm guessing it, you know, mm. it, 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 there's a spectrum there. And yeah. I think Ace Ventura sits right on that like, that playing field of this is a ridiculous film that will make you laugh yeah. many times. If you don't laugh, <laughs> you either hate Jim Carrey's style, and a lot of people do. Yeah, they they just don't get it, or it's too much for them. Uh, but if you if if that's not you and you don't enjoy this film, then you're just never gonna enjoy a Jim Carrey movie. Really, it just sounds to me like that critic was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyone want to guess what the number one movie was? Sorry, the number one song when this movie released in February oh. of 1994. Don't you forget oh. about me. I have one. That was in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Mom, don't ask me why, but in my brain I was like, don't you? Yeah, anyway. Anyway, it was... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, All for Love by uh, Brian Adams, Rose Stewart and Sting, which oh. is apparently from the Three Musketeers soundtrack. Wow, okay. heard of that, that sounds like. Yeah. I looked it up and it doesn't sound like anything that anyone would listen to now at all. So Well, not with bother. that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to listen to it now, but... <laughs> just to get a taste. I don't, I don't think it's the time. I want you to soak, <laughs> soak in the year, you know, just, mm, yes, yes. Yeah, it's I'm just, it's just good it. to set the scene, you know. This is, this is what the zeitgeist was all about at the time. Mm. So, speaking of zeitgeist, what do you feel like is the most 90s moment of Ace Ventura Pet Detective? For me, I think the most 90s moment, um, just in how it was done, is uh, basically when he goes to the party and he, he does the Mission Impossible thing to, to <laughs> sneak into the back. And just the way that um, that whole scene kind of played out, like the close-up of his face as he did the... Ah! And oh, like yeah. when he was in the water with the shark, <laughs> it's not snowflake. And it was just like him just getting dragged around. I, to in, me, in that whole forward. scene, yeah, yeah it, it, it represented a lot of the, the style of comedy for that, that like age. Very slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. I think there were like two scenes for me that, so, that sort of screamed nineties sort of nostalgia. And the first one was, um, it's like he goes to this like mad rave and then he makes his way through the, through the crowd <laughs> and then he um he ends up at like stereotypical 90s hacker guy's 
headquarters. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, oh, no worries, man. I got it. <laughs> Smashing away at his massive CRT monitor. Is it the red or white chowder? What? What? <laughs> You know, he knocks on the door. Oh, the yeah. door's oh, coming. Come on, God guys. damn it. The red, or, red or white? That's right, it was white. I also had Medinga, I think is the guy's name, who's like, when he first turns up, he's hacking the whaling boats. And it's like, I'm going to send. He's like sending. Oh, them yeah, that's right, yeah. And it's the old, like, green. Like, green. The military screen. sonar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Which is uh, it's the type of computer you might remember at, like, the local library in the 90s, that kind of thing. <laughs> and. Yeah, I've always when I speak about these this category, I always go to technology because it's such an easy thing to date a movie. Yeah, but you had that, that the way that that guy was like hacking and like looking up articles, basically. Yeah, glasses <laughs> and, and, for his glasses. Yeah, he had two pairs of glasses. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but then there was also a couple scenes when they were doing their own research um, on AFC, the Dolphins team, or whatever. They're looking at this pre-internet news clippings using like microfiche, like the the film like the reels in the they used to am i explaining this right before the internet you could read newspaper articles on these big machines what and just kind of <laughs> reel through them. it was like a massive rolodex or something wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Basically. and it's it was also something that they had in libraries before i guess digital archives existed but like the fact that it's hard to explain just proves how dated it is <laughs> And then there, there also there's a scene at Finkel's house where they're watching like the tape of his, you know, Super Bowl stuff up, and it's a film reel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll have a bit of uh, old analog technology. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> what about at the very end of the movie where uh, where Lois whips out that massive mobile phone, oh. makes a call, <laughs> and then um, and then Ace is like, careful. Like something about like he makes a comment about about it giving her brain tumors or something. Oh yeah, long term exposure could give you a brain tumor. That's it. <laughs> something that, like that is that's super nineties. Like that was the that was the fear. I know that like yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have been on the you know in the conversations about mobile phones in nineteen ninety four, but especially like when they were becoming more common, people were worried about people. Some people are still worried about that. I've heard of people that have certain kinds of cases. My friend Mato, shout out to Mato. His mum made him get like a special case because she didn't want him to get like cancer or something. So. It's, do you want to know another nineties thing from that whole movie? Yeah, the music for the credits. How it was just like a, oh, um, yeah. Jim Carrey, like yeah, drop the beat, bro, and then it goes into like. Oh my god, guys! Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was so nineties. <sighs> yeah. Well, the the rapper for that song is Emilio, who's like yeah, his, yeah, yeah, his yeah. cop friend in the movie. That go. was that was before DMX got into movies, mm, and Ice Cube. <laughs> and Ice Cube, yeah. Th- this before movie would have been a lot better with Ice Cube in that role, I have to say. Yeah, just a couple know. couple How years. Old was Ice Cube back then? Uh, he was he, he was kicking around. He was still water. Friday and Boys <laughs> in the Hood and that were only a couple years later. Yeah. What was the most iconic scene in Ace Ventura? This is a tough uh, one. For me, the most iconic scene. I, I still see a lot of references to, like, all the animals in his apartment. Like, that whole yeah. scene of him going home and, like, he's, how he brings his homework. <laughs> yeah, it, it really shows who you're dealing with here. Like, this guy's yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, and, I like, I always, like, this is one of my favorite quotes when the, the landlord's like, Ventura, and he's like, yeah. yes, Satan? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. You sounded like someone else. I just, yeah. And then, like, he's got the... 
the keys, like the jingling to kind of warn the animals. And mm. I always see memes still of like him being like, come to me, my jungle friends. And they're all like flocking to him. And he's just like, oh, it's, like, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Did you recognize the landlord? Oh, I do, but I, it's been driving me crazy. I'm just like, what the f- is he from? Could have Googled it, but I didn't. It's uh, it's Hector from Breaking Bad. <gasps> oh is. my! Ringing the bell, man. Holy sh! Andrew's walked off. Mind blown. Oh my god, it Mind is. Mind blown. Well, well, he doesn't have any wow. like uh, spoke. Oh wait, no, he does, doesn't he? He does have spoken lines. It's just not. They're not in English. Did he like tap or was he was it tap? He had little. It was a bell. bell. It was a bell. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Ding ding ding. Okay. ding. Yeah. So in in uh, Breaking Bad, yeah, you only get some Spanish lines from him in those kind of flashbacks pre like stroke or whatever he that, had that's but... what happens when you don't get rent yeah <laughs> poor bastard look where he ended up <laughs> I know. Getting, oh no spoilers for breaking bad but <laughs> we know we know what happened what a great anyway show. yeah and they all lived uh... happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh alex alex uh, what was your most iconic scene oh um oh i gotta agree with andrew that uh, that opening scene where he just sort of like puts out his puts out his hands and just summons those mm-hmm. animals to him uh, but uh, another scene later on when um, when him and uh, Courtney Cox's character go to the party and he uses the toilet. Uh, <laughs> and then it comes out and he's like, don't Woo! go in there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's if awesome. I was drinking out of the toilet, I could have been <laughs> killed. <laughs> well, that's good because I had a couple of different answers from you guys. For, for me, I felt like at least two of the most iconic scenes were solving the... The murder or the apparent suicide yeah, in the I had, apartment. I had that here as well. That was my so the, one. It's the whole speech, the whole like opening and closing the sliding door while oh, he's, he's yeah. like singing and then saying that he's exercised the demons. I feel like that scene is kind of peak Ace Ventura. This house <laughs> is clear. <laughs> and it does such a, a, a good job of like showing, even though this guy is a joke, <laughs> he's smarter than everyone else. He's well. smarter than the average bear. Yeah. And then the other one I had was the visit to Shady Acres, where he's <laughs> playing the, I guess, football mental patient. Larry. With, with, the, with the tutu. And he's, you know, he does the whole slow motion replay. Yeah. He's like jumping through the bushes. I'm going to execute a button hook pass. It's super slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like those two scenes, for me at least, stand up as, as fairly iconic. It's hard because, like, to me, that whole movie is just so... The whole movie to me is iconic. So to pick a scene, it was so... It's hard. So difficult. Mm. Well, I'm going to make it even harder for you and ask what holds up the best personally i think the opening scene is so so great like the whole delivery man thing yes the way that the movie opens up and introduces you not just to ace ventura but like how he like what he's about uh, as a character and like the style of humor that you're you're gonna Mm. um get exposed to throughout the movie it does such a great job of like opening the movie you know it's a pretty great opening gag just with the parcel yeah, it sounds broken. Most likely, sir. <laughs> it does. It it just set, it sets a tone for the rest of the movie, in my opinion. It's like that section of the movie. It's like a small sample of what the entire movie is. It's like it's just it's just really well executed. Mm, yeah, and that was actually my one as well. You bastard! You stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's I love? Though? I love how yeah. like in that opening sequence, his his car gets beat the crap out of, and he never. <laughs> Gets his yes. windshield fixed. He's always <laughs> hanging out the window. 
Warning, yeah. assholes are closer than they appear. <laughs> it's a great continuity thing there, having the, the broken windshield for the whole, whole yeah. movie. Even, like, he's driving to the police station. They don't tell him to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they just want him gone. That's the main thing. It, it does do a good job of telling you who this guy is. Like, he's having a laugh even when there's no one in on it except for yeah. himself. He's just, like, keep he's amusing himself. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, like, him actually rescuing the animal... You know, it shows that yes, it's not just yeah. him being a dead, it's him, you know, <laughs> it's dead with purpose. Exactly. So I took this question literally for, for fun and said that what holds up the best Ace Ventura's hair, because oh. that thing does not move the whole film, the side yeah. part, you, you know, know why? That's, it's impeccable. And that is a, <laughs> that the side part is in fashion now. I don't know about the kind of the twirl that he has, but uh, that side part is probably the envy of many a hipster. It's because in this movie, nobody messes with the do. That's oh, true. no. That's a sequel, Andrew. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> that's why I said that's, that. That's you a flash bitch. forward. A flash forward, yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I remember like the hair, as a, even as a kid, I was very impressed with the hair. You know, you'd, you'd have a shower, you get out the shower, try to recreate it. Without any product, <laughs> it's never gonna work. I got another one. I got another one. When he delivers the dog back and mm. he gives it to the the girl, she's like, "How could I ever repay you?" And he's like, "Oh, well, there's some damage to my car, and yeah. it's in a high, it's a high performance <laughs> vehicle." And she goes, "Take your pants off." And he's like, mm, "Gee, let me think." When I first mm. saw that, I was too young to realize what was going on. I'm just like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't get it. But like, <laughs> oh, like as I grew up and, and watched it, I was just like. Mm, wow, oh, okay. She's got some power there. Dang. <laughs> it's a weird scene, though, because you can see the top of his pants and they're yeah. still on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she just undid the fly or something. Okay, sure, sure. What are they implying Alex. in that scene? Are they implying that she's got, like, such... Wait, should I go into this? Because he's, he's moving around a lot. <laughs> he's moving around a lot. He's moving around just, a lot. We can just <laughs> leave it at that. We can leave okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we can read between the lines. Uh, yeah, I mean... The one-liners in this movie hold up quite well, too. Like I, I said before, there are a few lines I'd forgotten about, and they just still work really well. Especially when Einhorn, one of the, I think it's the first time you see her, and she's like, I could make your life a living hell. And oh, he's I'm like, sorry, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one got me really well. And then there was like, I'm looking for Ray Finkel. Then the shotgun comes out. And a new pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Okay. Oh. Well, I, could, I think we can agree. A lot of the humor holds up really well. I what holds so. up the worst? I personally believe that um, the revelation of the plot line and Einhorn being the culprit, <laughs> I think that does not age well. Yeah. That's the elephant in the room for this yeah. movie. And I think it's been like, like almost everybody in the last... You know, depending on how woke you are over the past like five or ten <laughs> years, has had a moment where they're like, oh, that scene in Ace Ventura was like kind of offensive. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's something well, just, that. Just tacky, like the way that it was done, it was like making fun of a group of, of okay, in this case it's trans, uh, like the characters are revealed to be trans and it's this huge mm. twist and like there's some humor in like that scene for me when he realized that he made out with a guy okay but then like the part where they like you know strip away the clothes yeah it's like in the search for like a a ultimate punchline making fun of a a, a group of people is never really a great way to do it whether it's trans whether it's like 
Jehovah's Witnesses, paraplegics, See, people of color. Like it's it's not really a, something that would fly now. So so it's funny because until I watched it again recently, I never even thought about that. I never thought about it being offensive to like like all these other people. But I never th- also I never thought about it like as being derogatory either. I just. I just viewed it as more of an identity theft more than the actual mm. gender part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's just one of those things that it's because we're exposed to so much um, of that and how people are becoming more sensitive to it because obviously it's a very serious subject. Yeah, it just, it just, it didn't age well, but to me, I just, I, I can't ever view it like that because i personally just i don't see things that way like i said it, to me it was more of an uh, identity crisis more than anything so if you've watched this movie like semi-regularly whether it's like every couple of years or every year was there a point that you actually that it hit you that people could have an issue with this yeah it was it was um about two or three watches ago okay but, <laughs> yeah yeah about two or three because um like, like I said, it was just not something... I don't view it that... I never viewed it that way. I never viewed it as, like, you know, being against people. I just viewed it as... Right. You know, like, a, like he's doing... is Like, very character-specific and, you know, it was... Yeah. yeah, but... I didn't even understand the joke when I was a kid. Like, I had no... Like, when he kind of turns her around and shows, like, the back of her at the end, like, I didn't understand what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, I was like, did he have a big sh- or big <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know, but like that's like I said, that's just that's just something that, you know, the world is being um woken up to. And I think another mm. thing with that is um also mental health. They don't go into it too much, but um the way that mental health is kind of painted in the sense of like Ray Finkel and his mother, yeah. it's it's very negative. And once again, I never thought about it that way, you know, but like I said, we're all getting exposed and, um, like we're seeing how, how much of a serious thing this is. And, you know, yeah. And it's always tough with comedy, especially when you have a movie that's so zany and pretty much anyone that's portrayed in this movie is getting stereotyped, whether they're a cop, whether they're, you know, a, a, a bimbo or a football player, like, yeah. And then you you delve into these, I guess, marginalized stereotypes. Or they're not even stereotypes. It's just like the mental health one specifically. It's like the most cartoonish version of someone with mental health problems. And yeah, it suddenly becomes a bit more of a, a problem. Alex, what did you have as a read on this when I guess you hadn't watched it constantly over the years and then you're just kind of catching up on it now? Yeah, so... um. It's kind of like what you said earlier, like, you watch it as a kid, and you don't understand. It's like, they, they turn uh, Lois around at the end of the movie, and you're like, I don't I don't get it. I, I'm a kid. But then, like, literally, the, today, not today, like, yesterday was the first time I'd seen the movie in years. Like, I'm talking not since ten, I was a kid. Ten years? And, oh, yeah, no, but more than... That sounds so. That sounds so crazy to me. It, it does. But that's, <laughs> it's because I, I rewatched the second movie over and over again, not the first movie. But um, it, it is sort of eye opening. You, you sort of watch it and you're like, ooh, they can't do that nowadays. That's not something that you can get away with. No. And, yeah, it's interesting because even at the time, like the there was a lot of 
human rights, or I guess it was a trans rights group that had a big issue with it. And the, the reveal where he's doing the huge overreaction of like burning all his clothes and yeah, that's, you know, he's, he's putting the plunger on his face. And, yeah. and like Jim Carrey talked about that as, as uh, I guess he was trying to show the most over top reaction possible to kind of say something about who Ace Ventura was. It, it wasn't like meant to be a statement or anything, but yeah. you can see how people might take it that way. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Like if, if I was um, part of the like LGBT community, and like I like I saw that, yeah, I don't know if I would really enjoy the movie. I would probably be like, oh, yeah, this is funny, and then that stuff happens, and I'd be like, oh, that's not cool, man. <laughs> that's not mm. cool. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a shame because that's one of the things I think holds it back in its era. Like it's so it's gonna be really hard for that movie to kind of either be redone, remade, or, like, reviewed in the same way. Just because that's, that, that's that's how comedy was in those days. Like, yeah. you just, like, everything was up for grabs kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's really unfortunate, and I feel like um, comedy is dated. It, it really is. And, like, the things that you can, that you could say back then and sort of kind of get away with, get, get away with, they're just completely different now. Like, people are just so money, and, like, so much more like aware i suppose yeah there's a i don't know if you guys watch brooklyn 99 but there's a oh, uh, <laughs> there's yeah, a reference yeah. to this movie where where jake peralta andy sandberg's character says classic film one of my childhood favorites and it only gets overtly transphobic at the very end so it's a win <laughs> <laughs> wow it's so true <sighs> God damn it. uh so aside from that obviously huge part of this movie there's a, there's a couple, we'll get more to that in the next question, but there's a couple of moments for me where I guess just the humor I felt like doesn't land quite so well. And it's that sur- like element of it being surreal. And there's a couple of moments where it is very apparently like this could not happen in the real world. Like, I feel like most movies these days try to ground it. They give characters like a, a humanness, whether it's, you know, something like super bad or knocked up or, yeah. uh, you know, like bridesmaids or whatever it might be. We're getting these human characters, but Ace Ventura, as I said before, he's a cartoon character. He catches a bullet in his teeth. You know, yeah. He's, yeah. he's getting like dragged around a shark tank by his feet. And then he's coming out with ripped clothes. Like that no element wounds. of it. No wounds. No, yeah, no wounds at all. <laughs> he wasn't drinking out of the toilet. Uh, but... <laughs> It's just the style of the movie, and it's something that was huge in the '90s. This kind of, I guess, more family-friendly comedy, and like, it's it's escapism, I guess, and it's this could never really happen. But I feel like now, if we're talking about what holds up, I feel like that style just kind of doesn't, unless it's what you want, and then it's right there, and it's in all its glory. I do like all of its glory. Well, if that's, if, I mean, it's, if that's what you want, it's right there. <laughs> so we've uh, we've covered, I guess, that um, the issues there with the the trans community and mental health. So who do you think would be the most offended now? I I think it would just be that. I, I think yeah. Uh, yeah, I think outside of yeah. that, there's there's not really much. Mm. What about Peter? <laughs> They're always a candidate in this question. The uh, you know the animal. The animal oh, people. I was like, who's Peter? <laughs> you know, is this Spider Man? 
<laughs> Did they express any negativity when this movie came uh, out? Or I don't know. There's a lot of animals in the movie. That's all. And but they're not hurt. They're all friends. Unless you uh, count like yeah. the guy in the bird suit. <laughs> mm, yeah. She cost me a twenty-five thousand dollars. It might be Philadelphia Eagles fans that were most offended. Are, are they against uh, animals in captivity? Because if they are, they might be sort of yeah, like probably. upset with uh, what was the name of the snowflake? Is that the name of the yeah. dolphin? Yeah. Yeah, being returned it's, to captivity. Mm. It's funny because Ace is this like animal lover, basically, and I guess it's his job to do what he's doing. But if this movie came out now, well, we'll get to that a bit later. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Does Ace Ventura pass the internet relevancy test? I think so. Just there's so much meme and gift potential. Yeah. Like. When There's he exercises so the demons and he does like the pelvic thrust or like um the like the like I said before the, all the animals flocking to him from his room. Mm. There's so much. It's so good. Yeah, I did a bit of a search just on like the Twitter. Uh, finder and like there's throwing the parcel the parcel getting like caught in the elevator <laughs> yeah there's yeah. all all the alrighty then moments and dancing in the tutu at the asylum is one that comes up yeah quite often there's probably like a good dozen or so like reactions that you just, see fairly regularly so yeah, I, yeah. I think from that perspective and just how animated jim carrey is it just works so well i think that's yeah. why it works because just how how animated he is as a character. Mm. There's a scene during like the montage where he's trying to find uh, the, oh the the gem, the, the ring, yeah, the, the, the gem. Ring. He's trying yeah. to find the ring, and like I think that that section there is like full of freaking meme gold. Yeah. That entire montage. But there's yeah. one that stood out. It's where he's like he's at the hat signing and he's simply face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that weird awkward smile that he gives at the yeah. end. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna find up. this and turn it into a gif. Yeah. I need it in I, my life. <laughs> I dropped that one into our. Uh, group chat just yesterday i think when oh we you did didn't you to, yeah we were trying to find a time to, to do this recording yeah there's there's so many oh. and i it's it's not the sign of a good movie because <laughs> like a movie like clerks has almost no none that come up but uh it, it's definitely like this movie is gifable definitely yeah yeah if, for lack of if, if that is such a term you know. It is now. <laughs> Coined by Apit. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys think smartphones and social media would change Ace Ventura? Um, I, I, I think security cameras would help because mm. there's no way he'd be able to get away with doing anything if there were security cameras. And all the evidence that he has becomes invalid because he doesn't have a warrant to get all this, all the, all the stuff. So... I, I none of that would hold up, yeah. <laughs> but I think um, some of it also comes down to social media in the sense that like the Super Bowl's coming up. Oh, we don't have our thing. Information spreads like wildfire. All it takes mm. is one person to leak it, and it will just go everywhere. And one of the things you see in the movie is they they show a lot of like the professional and the business standpoint of of how it's all playing out, but they never show you the general public. And I feel like that would be such a bigger part mm. of it if social media and, and phones were part of it, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess they they kind of kept it under wraps. That was the idea, wasn't it? Mm. I, I just feel like having like internet and social media sort of in the movie, I feel like you would have cracked the case sooner, if you know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> information as it is now, it's, it's so read- readily available to us. Like 
we can just whip out our phone and look up whatever the heck we want. So I feel like the whole uh, Ray Finkel thing, you know how there was that whole inconsistent in- inconsistency with the photo? It's like, yeah. oh no, Ray Finkel was added like mid-season or something. It's an obsolete yeah. photo. It All that information would have been like readily accessible at the very beginning. And he'd be like, yeah. oh, Ray Finkel. Oh, yeah. Wiki- oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> yep. You know, screwed up the winning kick. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm, insane Asylum. Okay, sweet. I'm on the right track. Yeah. Bam. Half the movie gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and like, for me, there's two things. I think, first of all, Ace Ventura would be hugely famous. I think he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if, if, this, if this guy was on TikTok or Instagram or uh, he'd probably be a YouTuber or something. He would be so famous as the guy who solves pet mysteries. Like that would be such a big thing. I reckon he'd probably be on talk shows and everything. Uh, if uh, there so- is somebody out there that's actually like that, hit me up, Bakley one seven eight eight. I need to just know and follow you and on all things. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I feel like since this movie's happened, someone must have done that. I'm sure there's like a, a small town newspaper article with a headline like "Real Life Ace Ventura." But anyway, I, first of all, I think he'd be hugely famous. Secondly, I think the whole what happened to Ray Finkel thing would not be a mystery at all. Like, it would be no, so hard. No. Yeah, yeah. They play it <laughs> like, up like the a- world was watching. The kick the world was watching. Yeah. Laces out, Dan. I feel, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I know people steal identities and stuff these days, but it's more like, it's not like they've literally resumed that person's identity. Yeah, they just yeah. use their credit card or something. Uh, you would just so, find it on a random newspaper it, that in an insane asylum. Yeah. I mean, this isn't answering the question. It's more of just like a, a plot hole. But how could someone just become a chief of police, like a football player, become a qualified chief of police? Well, it took him eight years to become a lieutenant. So... Yeah. Or her, for her to become a lieutenant. I think... Um, I'm not sure if I want to say this, but uh, I think, you know, the very end scene where, like, it's revealed that Lois is a man and then everybody starts spitting... Yeah, yeah. I think they're up. trying to suggest things. Uh I thought they were all th- throwing up. Were they? I thought they were like <laughs> spitting. No, I thought the okay. whole idea was like they reveal it and then you know everybody's reaction is to to throw up. I think Alex is saying that they're all throwing up because they all made out with her essentially. Yeah, I, in that's... their brains, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's an unknown, I guess. Yeah. Unanswerable question. But uh, anyway, I guess what my whole point was, I've gone completely sidetracked, but uh, there, I feel like, it, I don't know, did you guys listen to Serial, like the podcast, or any of those kinds of mystery, true crime things? No. There's always like massive Reddit communities and in, people doing their own investigations into these things and they... Because the Reddit detectives are serious, they don't f*** around. They, they are serious and like, sometimes they actually reveal things that you just couldn't find out without a huge amount of people researching something and they would definitely find out what happened to ray finkel like this football player that disappeared where did they go he's this celebrity he's not going to just disappear it doesn't really happen yeah especially these days so what you're telling me is that if ace ventura was like had social media and smartphones and all that you're telling me that it becomes be on Ace Ventura Reddit detective. Yes, Ooh. exactly. He'd be on the pet Reddit. <laughs> the pet Reddit detective. <laughs> <laughs> so could you make Ace Ventura in 2019 and what would the 2019 version look like? Uh, the 2019 version wouldn't have the scene skipped where he's the dolphin trainer. 
I just realised that. I was watching it and I was like, so you know how he finds like the the pebble thing in the in the yeah. fish tank. Uh, when I watched it on Stan, um, there's supposed to be a scene because I loved quoting this so much. Uh, there's a scene where they're like, "Oh, where's Snowflake? Where's Snowflake?" And then they look and uh, he's in the tank, and like he's in that like see through part. And he's like, "Can we stop with the shouting?" And then like he oh, comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I watched it on Amazon and they took that part out as yeah. well. Yeah, huh, the dolphin. You must sink like the dolphin. Yeah, what? Do you know why they took that out? Why would they remove that? I don't know. I, I don't know. That is a weird thing. I have noticed that there's like versions of Dumb and Dumber where they take scenes out and it doesn't even make sense. Like there's nothing offensive about them. Yeah, I see that scene. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. Do you know him? Does he call you with him? Do you have yeah. a dorsal fin? <laughs> like, I, th- I don't know. I it's don't all know coming what's... back to me now. It's all coming back to me Anyway, uh, I think the answer to this is just no. Even at the time this was made, it was over the top. It was zany. This could only exist with Jim Carrey. I don't 100%. know who. I don't mm. know who could be leading this. Like Steve Carell couldn't do it. No. You know, Seth Rogen couldn't do it. James Franco couldn't do it. You know, whoever you can think of, I just can't picture it. And if you know, even if they decided to do it, it would just be someone, as I mentioned before, doing some kind of Jim Carrey impersonation. Mm. Yeah, they, you just you might as well not touch this movie and just do a new anything. Because, like, you can't yeah. even do the plot. Yeah. Like, the plot doesn't work. Um, exactly. Mm. They'd have to change too much, like, just to make it sort of... Work. Yeah, yeah to make it work. And it wouldn't be the same movie. There wouldn't there wouldn't be a point touching it anymore. Um, it's kind of like Dumb and Dumber 2, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think, you know what, that's kind of the reason they don't make movies like this anymore. Because it just wouldn't work these days. And if they do make a really over-the-top, zany comedy it's usually like a a family movie like it's for kids as well which i mean i guess this kind of was bordering on that but there's a bit more kind of adult content yeah well i mean Uh, i watched it as a kid ish yeah you wouldn't have understood a lot of the jokes (laughs) that's why i have to rewatch it (laughs) yes do you know about ace ventura jr what this might ruin your life if i tell you this look i've seen the first two movies and we'll just leave it at that if it doesn't have jim carrey in it i stay the yeah so they made this direct to video sequel called ace ventura jr watch the trailer you'll probably cry it's got this kid like a 12 year old kid playing ace ventura's son he's dressed like ace ventura he's got a wig on that's clearly not his real hair to make him look like ace ventura it none of it makes sense but in this canon world of uh ace ventura he Went to Africa for the second movie. Then he came back. He got back together with Melissa, Courtney Cox's character. They had this kid. And then he apparently disappeared somewhere over the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, and, God. Uh, As you do. And left the mum to raise the kid himself. Courtney Cox is not in the movie. It's Anne Cusack taking up her role. But uh, yeah, watch the trailer and try not to, to throw up like those cops at the end of so here's, here's another thing. Did you ever watch the TV, uh, like the cartoon show? Yes. Because I there was a so. there was an Ace Ventura cartoon show and there was yeah, also Mars the Mask. Well. Yeah, and they were actually a shared universe. There was a Dumb and Dumber one too. Oh, well, there there was. See, yeah. imagine that. You could have, like, if, if there was those kind of movies made now, you could have a shared universe because that's kind of, that's the, the hot thing, you know? 
Can I just say yeah. that getting lost getting lost over the Bermuda Triangles is a 90s plot line right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. What do you think his last words were to his kid? Take her now. Bye-bye then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget those words. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> okay so here's some useless trivia rick moranis of ghostbusters and honey i shrunk the kids fame apparently turned down the role of ace ventura and gee that would have been a very different movie it's hard to imagine what this movie would even be without the jim carreyness like honey i found the cat <laughs> <laughs> but there's a long list of people who turned down or were rejected for the role i guess before they picked jim carrey alan rickman Oh, John wow. Nelson, Rob Schneider, and even Whoopi Goldberg was in discussions at one point. Can you point. imagine Alan Rickman? I know, like, and it, like his delivery, would be, his delivery would just be like so dry. He'd be like, yeah. you, "You're a certain. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you sounded like someone else." <laughs> like, it's, I, I know I'm just basing him off Snape, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I'm know. A... I, 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 like he was in Galaxy Quest later, uh, later in the nineties, but I can't really think of him doing like over the top comedy. Nah. ever. Yeah. Too busy. So Dumbledore. What? we've uh, come <laughs> to this this part of the show. It's the Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award, and this is where <laughs> we acknowledge smaller role in the film that is worthy of of some acclaim for just kind of lighting it up for the short time that they are. On camera there's a few nominees i want you guys to to help me decide we've got the parrot that nods its head while they're <laughs> yeah. having sex done well there's the parrot or the monkey too that does a yep. pretty good job so there's mark mcgullis who plays mr Shicker dance uh aka hector from breaking bad <laughs> with his coughing aka <laughs> satan yes uh dan marino the actual dan uh, nfl legend for his acting You've- skills in portraying himself mm. yep <laughs> uh john capadisi who's aguado and then mrs finkel played by alice drummond can you think of if i missed anyone any spark plugs like a noticeable performance uh oh that's a that's a, that's a theory it's question i feel like, like the there's there's apart from like the main roles everyone else is kind of like too small to really matter apart from those four like yeah, you got the guy with the wearing the two pairs of glasses, but he doesn't what about really Melissa's do dog? When I saw oh, that, yeah. I truly oh. believed that the dog was sad because of the dog. What a good boy! <laughs> what are you feeding? <laughs> He's miserable. He's miserable. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Hector from Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, transformative performance there. You guys didn't even recognize him. Well, oh, to yeah. me, that scene with him was is such a huge one. So I would probably have to give that to him as well. All right, congratulations, Mark. You've uh, you've won this prestigious honor. Last question: Is Ace Ventura still a good movie? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's still an enjoyable movie. Like, yeah. I still had some giggles. So Ace Ventura is tied with Step Brothers as my favorite comedy of all time. Really Ooh. tied with yeah. Step Brothers? That's yeah. huge, man. Yeah, I, I love Step every time I watch Ace Ventura. Every time I watch Ace Ventura and every time I watch Step Brothers, I like laugh my ass off. It's so good. I think. Can you imagine like what, what maybe fifteen fifteen years from now are we going to be recording a an episode about Step Brothers and how <laughs> it hasn't aged well? <laughs> hey, f- you, that movie's great. <laughs> I know, right? I love it. 
it, it won't be 15 years because I think after we finish doing 90s movies, we're going to do some 80s movies on here. And then we're going to go into the 2000s, probably, you know, 2020, 2021. So by then it will be like 15 years since movies like Step Brothers and Superbad. So. so you're telling me you have you have 2020 vision for this podcast? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Beyond. I, I have vision into the, the, the well into the 2020s. <laughs> But I'll have to remember to get you back there for uh, Step Brothers when that happens. Yeah, yeah, love that. I'm ready for yeah. that. I mean, I, th- I think that Ace Ventura holds up as a good Jim Carrey movie. If you yeah. don't love Jim Carrey, you're not going to like Ace Ventura. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's very much him. Mm. Yeah. If you see even like a clip of Jim Carrey and think that it's not funny or lame, then you're going to want to stay away from Ace Ventura. But, you know... It's just great for people that grew up with that to be able to go back to a simpler time where, I guess, apart from the offensive ending to this movie, you can just watch the whole thing and feel good and laugh at this crazy character who just could not exist in the real world. It's it's almost yeah. like watching it's it's like watching a cartoon. It's like watching The Simpsons or like Ren and Stimpy or something. The, the one thing, another thing that I didn't notice when I was um when I was younger, when he's talking through his butt, one of the <laughs> things he says is, is like, he's like, asshole, oh, oh, sodomy. <laughs> I didn't know what that oh, was when wow. I was a kid. Sodomy. There you go. It makes sense. Speaking yeah, from his yeah, butt. There you sense. go. You learn everything. It's a layered, it's a layered script. Layered, layered comedy. Every time I watch it, I learn something new, you know? Keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving, yeah. Who knows what you will learn <laughs> next time, Andrew. But that's it. Uh, Obviously, iTunes reviews go a long way to helping out the show, so by all means, help us out. Leave one of those tasty five-star ratings, and shout out, of course, to our Patreon producers who made this happen. You guys are absolute legends. Uh, If you want to let us know what you thought of the episode, share your views, tell us what you love and hate and feel about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. You can let me know on Twitter at Jono himself. Guys, where can they find you? Uh, you can find a couple of NPCs on all things social media. Uh, you can follow me personally at uh, aclay1788 on Instagram yep. and Twitter. And you can follow me personally at blueshift77 on Instagram and Twitter as well. So Excellent. Thank you guys for coming on the show. I think this is our first podcast together. It so is. Been, it is. It's been fun. Yeah, no, it is. We've broken the podcast cherry together. <gasps> it's a beautiful oh. thing. It is. It's magic. You can join us on the next episode. We're watching There's Something About Mary with Brendan and Salim from The Hungry Gamers. Don't miss that one. And dear listeners, thank you for joining us on Comedy Rewind. As always, be kind. Take her now. Bye-bye then.